Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to today's Outsports Podcast. It is August the 3rd and five weeks from today. The NFL is starting up regular season game, the Chiefs at the Patriots. Four weeks from today and this weekend, the first weekend in college uh, football. And for the first time ever, we'll have two openly gay college football players in the, the big five power conferences, FBS. That's Scott France, an offensive lineman for Kansas State. And Mike King Johnson, a freshman uh, defensive lineman, pass rushing specialist from the University of Arizona. So... Uh, it'll be kind of kind of historic to have that um, something for the first time, and uh, I am waiting for Sid to get on. And uh, when he gets on, uh, we'll have our conversation today. We're going to be talking about a couple of issues, um, including the Cardinals denying us, St. Louis baseball Cardinals denying us a credential to cover their Christian Day. Uh, we're also going to talk about the NHL having its draft next year in the state of Texas, which is odd because they're still debating that anti-trans bill, and we're not sure what that's about. And we're going to finish up talking about three openly gay athletes who either set world records or won gold medals in the last uh, six weeks, kind of disproving the idea that you can't uh, you can't be openly gay and be successful. Um, but Sid is trying to get <laughs> Sid is trying to get on and is uh, getting no luck, so I'm going to kind of filibuster here. Um, talk a bit about I'll, I'll fill everybody on what happened with the Cardinals um, credentialing problem. Um, there was a something called Gay Days this year at um, Bush Stadium, and that's going to be held in August, and that was a reaction to. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little fumbling. I'm trying to. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. I think Sid has joined us. Are you here, Sid? Uh, we need to find a new platform. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. Uh, it's every, every single week. It's like the Howard Stern show. You know, like I don't think listen to Howard, but they spend half of their show talking about the technical difficulties they have. I, I feel like every week there's some issue. It's so bizarre. Yeah, and I'm trying to I'm trying to keep the podcast going, and at the same time, I'm trying to text you what the phone number is. So I think I sound a little oh, yeah, bit yeah, disjointed. Yeah. So uh, yeah, well, it, you would think this podcasting stuff would be easy. The part of the problem is is when we each have to call in to find a platform that could host that. A lot of podcasts are done in you know in house with everyone physically present for the podcast. It makes it much easier to do, but we'll figure it out. But uh. Let's start talking about wait, the three issues, the credentials, the NHL draft, and uh, the successful gay athletes. Let's start with the credential thing. Here's what happened. Um, the Cardinals announced they're having Christian Day July 30th, the game against the Arizona Diamondbacks, something they've held, I think, now for 30 years. Normally, no big deal. We don't care if they have Christian Day. They have days for everybody. Well, Sid discovers that the uh, the guest speaker at Christian Day is going to be Lance Berkman, a former Cardinal, who was a one of the chief campaigners against an LGBT ordinance down in Houston in 2015, where he said some really nasty stuff about trans people using you know uh, using re- the restrooms of you know 
and preying on people. And we basically called the Cardinals out. Why would you have, you know, an agent of divisiveness at this event? Um, so about maybe a month ago, Eric Hall, one of our writers, said he's going to be in the area and wanted to know if he wanted him to cover the uh, the Christian Day. We thought, great idea, get a chance for Eric to talk to some of the players, maybe talk to Berkman. Um, and backdrop, we've never had a credential request turned down in 17 years. Said we've had World Series, we've had... NBA and I think we've had we think pretty much every major sport we've had Olympic caliber events, USOC events, we've had the Final Four, and I expected pretty pro forma. Well, Eric last week writes me back and said he got denied a credential, and sent me the email saying that it was major league policy not to credential websites and blogs, and we were not uh, a regular uh, follower cover of Major League Baseball. And we couldn't cover, you know, theme nights also, so basically we were denied a credential. And if we wanted to, we could buy a ticket. We tried again through our parent company, SB Nation, and we were also turned down. So we had Eric buy a ticket, and he went, and he wrote a great story. But part of the story included the whole credential thing and why we were denied. Um, that led to Sid getting an email, which you can kind of pick the story up, um, from someone who actually said they did get a credential. Yeah, well, this guy, guy with boom.lgbt, which is uh, 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 an LGBT website. I mean, it's interesting. The two, the two, the two pieces here that, that – so I have to back all the way up. You know, the, the Cardinals rejected our, rejected our request. So the question – one of the questions is why. And the reason that they gave was because MLB um, – forbid them from credentialing us because one, we're a website, and two, we were there to, to cover an event that wasn't necessarily the game, covering Christian Day. Well, uh, on Facebook, Don Ennis, who has written for us in the past and has been editor at LGBTQ Nation and The Advocate, she posted just about this story, and, and one of her friends said, oh, that's funny, I run boom.lgbt which is an LGBT website in St. Louis, and, and Chris Tunno, the very person who told us that Major League Baseball forbade him from credentialing a website or credentialing someone for an event, has credentialed him and his website each of the last three years specifically to cover uh, uh, an unofficial private at the ballpark. So... <laughs> We ran that story yesterday to show that the Cardinals were just, and this for Turson in particular, who had personally credentialed that website, were just lying to us. They just lied. And then following that, Sid contacted Major League Baseball, who told him that except for the playoffs and the World Series where Major League Baseball handles all the credential requests, that regular season games are totally up to the discretion of the member team and theme nights are totally up to the discretion of the member teams. And we found out from our, again, SB nation, our parent company that, uh, the Dodgers and the nationals credential, uh, their websites for every game and a lot of other teams credential people on a kind of an as needed basis. So basically they did, they flat out lied to us about their reasons. And I think both of us, I'll let Sid weigh in in a second, but they didn't want us to be there. They didn't want us to interact with their players or Berkman. That was, that's, to me, the reason. 
I am not suggesting the Cardinals are at all homophobic, but I just think they didn't want controversy. They didn't want their players saying something that would have made them look bad or having to be saying something that was defending Berkman. So their idea was to keep Eric away from the credential. They couldn't prevent him from buying a ticket and sitting in the stands while the Christian day was going on, but he had no access to talk to players. And Eric had some things he wanted to ask players about the issue in Texas because there are players from the Cardinals from Texas and about what Berkman said and to ask Berkman to see if he has had a change of heart in two years or whatever. This was not an agenda-driven thing to kind of give a hit job to the Cardinals. It was simply to say, okay, you invited this speaker here who has a public profile and he has been an, a, a, an advocate um, for a certain political position. Well, let him let it defend it, and we did not have the option. Yeah, I, and, and yeah, people keep saying, oh, you have an agenda. Yeah, I mean, our agenda is talk about LGBT issues in sports. That's what we do. That is why the NFL has credentialed us for owners' meetings, individual games, uh, preseason events, and the Super Bowl. It's why the NCAA has has credentialed us for the Final Four, Men's Gymnastics uh, National Championship. That's why Major League Soccer has credentialed us for games, the MLS Cup. This is what we do. We ask questions about LGBT issues. None of these other entities have been afraid of that. But the Cardinals, they, they didn't want us there. And people say, oh, some of the Cardinal defenders, oh, you have an agenda. Yeah, it's an agenda that every other media, every other sports entity we've ever asked for a credential has said, we get it, we understand. And, and usually with less of a news hook than this one had. We had real, legitimate News reason to be there and ask these questions. Yeah, and the fact that it's controversial doesn't doesn't really, in general, deny somewhat a credential. When the Colin Kaepernick stuff happened last year with him not kneel, not standing for the national anthem, there are a lot more media at his first few games, and they're all there to cover one thing: to cover Colin Kaepernick, to cover the national anthem, and to cover the surrounding protest and controversy. These these media outlets were not denied a credential because it was a controversial thing, and there were outlets that never cover NFL games who were there because it was a news story. In this case, we wanted to be there because Berkman had actively lobbied and campaigned against LGBT rights in the city of Houston. And he did not, you know, he, he willingly did this, and so we wanted to sort of hopefully talk to him or talk to his, you know, uh, the players about it. So it was simply them trying to avoid controversy and has made them look really stupid because they were caught flat-footedly not telling the truth. Their whole, their whole email to Eric was basically, I know this doesn't make you happy, but we have to do this. This is Major League Baseball policy. And it turns out it's not right. Major League Baseball policy, which you and I knew because way back 15 years ago, we got credentialed for a Phillies game when we were there for an outsports event. So this idea that this is MLB policy – was one of those things that just, you know, was a head-scratcher. But, you know, it, it, then, of course, this well, wound up getting the Cardinals uh, honestly, more negative attention than anything. Honestly, honestly Jim, what uh, policy changes, right? I mean, uh, from 15 years ago, I mean, blogs and websites weren't what they are today. So I understand that, that maybe it, I even texted you the next morning, like, is it possible it's policy? But I remember just last, just last season, the, the Diamondbacks credentialed me for a game. So – so, so I, I wasn't sure at the, from the outset that this wasn't true, but going back, digging into what he said, doing our jobs as journalists, it became 
eminently clear that what he was telling us was patently false. And, it, and so, you know, the, the two issues to talk about, again, are, one, the rejection of outsports request. And it's bothersome, but I understand they can't, they, they're not going to credential everyone. I, I get that. But the response, be, just being straight up lied to like we're idiots, was the more offensive piece. And, and you know, if, if he had simply written back and said, you know what, I'm so sorry, it's not going to work out for Sunday, um, but let's start talking now about how you can how you how we can work together and you can effectively cover the pride night and and let's make that a huge success for you right i mean what a different response that would have been than trying to hide behind some phony policies in in the major league baseball front office uh, probably none of this would have happened it would have been a just a sidebar you know we were rejected for credentials but we still did x y and z but no, they couldn't do that. They had to just—they had to lie to us and treat us like children. Yeah, and one thing that you know Eric didn't put in the story because he doesn't think it was official. The Cardinals officially did it, but he he got hassled by a security guard when he was trying to ask people questions at the game, and the guy backed off quickly. But it was like they told me I could sort of—I had a ticket. I can kind of basically cover what I had access to. And even then, at least initially, he was sort of you know given the a bit of a bum's rush about like, well, you're not, you're not allowed to be talking to people outside your section or something weird like that. Um, but it actually made it a bigger story and was a more of a black eye to the Cardinals than it would have been otherwise. And there was also a lot of pushback, not a lot. There was some pushback on Twitter from people claiming we're anti-Christian. I have no problem with the Cardinals having Christian Day. They could have Jewish Day, Buddhist Day, Muslim Day, whatever. It was simply their choice of speaker for this year's Christian Day activities. We wanted to be there to ask questions about it because it bothered us that Lance Berkman was an invited guest after what he said about uh, trans issues. And one thing I want to clarify, or maybe you know, did they have the Pride Night announced before Christian Day, or did it come out after there was a little brouhaha oh, no, about no, Berkman no, no. being there? But, before before Christian Day was announced, uh, some one of the Cardinals front office execs said in the, said to a reporter, "Yeah, we've been talking about having a Pride Day. I don't know, uh, maybe this year, maybe next year. Who knows? Whatever." Four days after we went after them for their selection of Berkman, they announced official Pride Night. <laughs> so the, having the Pride Night was to quiet people down about about this. No no question. If, 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 if we had not stirred the pot about Lance Berkman, them having an anti-LGBT speaker, there would be no Pride Day this year. No way. Yeah, it was just really poorly handled and – you know, you don't want you don't want to simply lie the journalist and usually get caught in it. And in this case, and the email was clear; it blamed the MLB policies that do not exist. So, um, I mean, I hope this is a lesson you know, Jim, for them. What, but good. Well, he, well, here's here's the question: We keep assuming that that if they if they had just credentialed us, it would have been less of a story. Maybe not. Maybe they know that their manager is this devout Christian who believes that Christians are persecuted in the United States. Maybe they have a bunch of players who hate gay people. Maybe the language in the locker room of the Cardinals is unlike any other in professional sports. And they knew that if they, if they let Eric 
I, at Christian Day or Pride Day, anywhere near these coaches and players, that it is going to be an unmitigated disaster. I, I hadn't really thought of that, but I was just talking to somebody today. I thought, geez, maybe this was actually better than having Eric get to ask these questions. Yeah, I thought of that, and then I thought they would have done their – if they were smart and said, listen, when you're asked about it, all you say is you're here to celebrate Christ. You're not here to talk about politics. I mean, you could have dodged around it 7,000 different ways by simply not answering it. Yeah, you're right. Someone could have – and that's what I'm saying. They were afraid someone was going to say something that all of a sudden the news would be player X supports, you know, transgender bill in Texas or something. Um, but yeah. regardless – they they got they got a big black eye from doing this because it made them look small and petty, um, and then when you realize that their rationale fell apart, it made them even look even worse. So, um, yeah, I mean Eric did has a great Eric job. And, a, you know, has he submitted good. a credential to cover Pride Night? Uh, I haven't talked to him about it yet. Well, let's. Let's, let's, let's get that going. Yeah, let's, well, assuming, he, assuming he's not working, then he's looking for a job, so hopefully Eric right. will be employed elsewhere. But still, yeah, that'll be the next step. Um, well, moving on a little further south from Missouri to the state of Texas, um, state of Texas is debating a transgender bathroom bill that's being pushed heavily by the lieutenant governor and was signed off and passed by the state senate. It is stuck in the state house. And fingers crossed, it looks like it's maybe not getting out of the state house. The state house speaker is really against this thing, and said something that actually gave me a little bit of heart when he said, "I don't want the suicide of any Texan to basically happen because of this, you know, bill." Uh, Halliburton and major oil companies have come out against it, as have most every business, large business in the state of Texas. So the bill's being debated, and the NHL decided this week to give their annual NHL draft next year to the state of Texas. Sid, can you explain? <laughs> the NHL isn't what we thought it was. For the last five years, they have waved the rainbow flag. They have engaged in partnership with You Can Play. Uh, they have marched the Stanley Cup and pride parades, and they have done all these uh, lovely, you know, media relation, I don't want to call them stunts, because I think that the, 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 the league front office has been genuine, that they want to show a good face, that they're inclusive. But when push has come to shove the last couple of months, when big LGBT issues have been presented to them, they fold it. They have made anti-LGBT decisions, this one and then refusing to suspend Ryan Getzloff for using a gay slur on the ice during a game. And I, this, it really, it's so disappointing. And like I wrote in my column, um, you know, one more of these, and, you, and, and I think you just have to throw everything the NHL has done the last few years out the window and say, this league really doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and I found the decision to go to Texas just really baffling because this bill is still being debated and can become law. They could have actually sent a signal by saying, we are going to put it in, was it in Houston? I'm not sure which, uh, or Dallas? Maybe it was in Dallas, whatever. Dallas. Uh, Dallas. That we are going to put it there. We're holding this off and vote until next year. 
because we want to see the outcome of the of this bill. It would have been another sign. I mean, when you have Halliburton, there's no there's no more Texas business in Halliburton, no more conservative, good old boy Texas business in Halliburton. They came out strongly against this bill. And you have the NHL basically saying, well, we're going there regardless, passes or not. And that's what I thought was really tone deaf on their part. They could have picked many other yeah. cities in any other NHL thing and simply said, until this is being decided, we're not going back to Texas. That would have been another little mini news story. The NHL, you know, passed on Texas for 2019 because this bill is being debated. And yet they went ahead and voted for it anyway. Maybe they think, well, this thing will never pass, but we don't know that. And I think it really it really showed a tone deafness. And then going back to the Getzlaff thing, with, we had one of their stars in a playoff series uh, make a homophobic comment on the ice, and he got fined for it but no suspension, whereas a year before Andrew Shaw got suspended a game for it. So uh, as we had Chris Hine, the uh, beat writer for the Blackhawks, say, well, one guy's a star and one guy's not. Um, but it really reflected badly on them. So you have, on the one hand, this You Can Play mm. initiative and pride ambassadors for every team, and all that's great. And then you have this, the kind of stuff where actual money talks, which is we're holding a draft next year in Texas, even though they possibly could have a law that discriminates against transgender people in their state. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I was the NHL, this is what I would have done. I mean, why are you know, these places, they really should hire us to help them figure this shit out. Just give us a call. We'll help you through this. Announce Dallas as the, as the provisional host of the 2018 draft. If that's where you want to be, announce they're the provisional hosts. But we know about this, we know about this bill, and we need this bill to be, vote, to, be vo- either, either, to be voted on by October 15th. And if, if, it, if it's approved... If it becomes law, or if it's not voted on by the House by October 15th, we're moving it to Miami. So that's where we are, and we want to come to Dallas. Really want to be there, but you know, you need to you need to tell us that this law is not going to be passed, and we need we need to be they need to guarantee. How, how great would they have looked if they had done that? But but no, they just they're, they're, no no provisional. They're just going. And what's what sucked, which was so sad, is they had this, they, they tout this partnership with You Can Play. One of what You Can Play's vice presidents is Chris Moser, a transgender athlete. So they're telling their, their main LGBT partner, we really don't give a shit about you or who works yep. for you. Yes, Chris, Chris, I'm sorry. If you come to Texas, you're either going to have to break the law or, or uh, risk you know, or you're going to have to use a women's restroom. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, and I don't want to hear this idea. Oh, there's exceptions built in for private. I mean, this bill is designed to get passed. Exactly, it doesn't matter. But that's probably the the rationale the NHL would probably try to use. But no, it really, it really was really sad. And I was, I guess, I was frankly surprised. I thought this would have been a no-brainer to not do it in Dallas next year, uh, just because of this. And now all it does is kind of raise them the idea that, well, you're, you're being a little hypocritical with all your big talk about inclusiveness. And then when push comes to shove, you say, yeah, we'll go to Texas. And there's a, if there's a trans bill there, yeah, okay, fine, we're still there. Just to wrap this up, here's the next step. Guess who else is looking at their 2018 draft location, the NFL? And Dallas is the leading candidate right now, everyone believes, mm-hmm. to host the 2018 NFL draft. And sometime in September, they are going to announce this. 
And the, uh, the NFL just announced the creation of NFL Pride, which is an uh, LGBT employee affinity group. And they have said that that group is going to help steer NFL policy and action when, when, it, when, it, uh, when it affects the LGBT community. And if the NFL, without knowing what happens with this bill, chooses Dallas, again, it's going to just erase this whole NFL pride thing they're doing. It's going to erase so much goodwill. So the, the NFL has the same decision. And are they going to just follow along because it's what the NFL did, like everyone's rushed back to North Carolina? Or are they actually going to take a stand? That, to me, is one of the next big stories we should be focusing on. Yeah, when you have conservative politicians in Texas coming out against the bill, showing more awareness than these, you know, big corp, you know, corporate sports entities, it's really kind of sad. So, um, but let's talk in the last few minutes about something happy, uh, and that is we've had in the last basically since summer began, three openly gay athletes either set world records or win gold medals at major international events. One was Robbie Manson, who set a a record in the single skulls uh, that was held by a New Zealand compatriot years ago um, at an event in June, and he followed up with another win at an event, a World Cup rowing event in uh, July. Tom Bosworth, who sent the world record for the mile race walk, he's from Britain, and we have British diver Tom Daly won the 10-meter platform at the World Championships in Hungary, where he was a decided underdog to the heavily favored Chinese divers who are always favored in these things. Um, I thought it was a great sort of little combination of, these are ma- in these particular sports, these are major championships or world records that were set. All three men are openly gay. Two of them, Daly and Bosworth, are married. All have been public about their sexuality. Robbie Manson has talked about how he has been a much better rower since he no longer has to devote all that energy to hiding. So I wanted to talk a bit about sort of what this says and just kind of celebrate the fact that these guys are out there in the prime of their athletic careers doing these things. Well, you know, Jim, gays are such a distraction in sports (laughs) that not only did distract their teammates and their, but they distract themselves and they can't, you know, they just can't figure out how to how to perform on the field when they're gay because being gay is being gay, and it's just a distraction. I mean, that's obviously what these three <laughs> world championships and world records show is that gay athletes just suck, and they, and they can't do anything. Yeah, I think it also shows, <clears throat> in, in a more serious vein, is that once you get over the initial declaration of your sexual orientation, everybody in your sport forgets about it pretty quickly, right? Like we mention it because yeah. we're a, we're an LGBT sports website. So we're, we have to highlight that. Otherwise people want to know why you're writing about this rower from New Zealand or this race walker from Britain. But within their sports, Robbie Manson is Robbie Manson. Tom Bosworth is Tom Bosworth and Tom Daly is Tom Daly. It's not, Oh, the, the, here's the gay rower. And I think that's one of the things that once you can get past that initial burst and all three kind of handle their coming out at off peak times for their, you know, for their sport. I think it was Daly and Manson pretty much in late part of the year when they're not competing. And I think Bosworth was similar, but I think it goes to show that at a certain point, other than us saying, yeah, we're celebrating them because we're a gay sports website. 
their sexual orientation has zero to do with their sports and their competitors don't give a shit anymore, right? It's like Robbie Manson's kicking my butt. I want to beat him, not because of anything to do with his gay, but because he's a damn good rower. Uh, of, of course. And, 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 you know, for me, you know, when I wake up in the morning uh, and throughout the day, I'm sure you're the same. I think about the kids. I, I think about myself as a 14-year-old gay kid struggling, and, and the fact that these guys are succeeding so powerfully is such a, continues to send such a great message to those kids in sports who are trying to find their place, whether they're in or out of sports. And to see these guys succeeding, just I, I can only imagine if when I was 14 or 15, and you know, I was, I was running track and I was doing really well, if these guys were out there and were out in world records and gold medals and all this kind of stuff, what a different place it would have put me in mentally and emotionally than from where I was. Oh, totally. And I also want to give one final shout-out to, to a coach, Jaron Williams. He's a coach. He's a cross-country coach and assistant track coach at his high school in Rockford, Rock Island, Illinois. And he did a, a coming out story for us a week ago, and his local newspaper in you know southern Illinois did a front page feature on Jaron and his being gay, and to Jaron, someone who struggled with being gay as a young man in this place to have his hometown paper celebrate him was pretty amazing. And so I just want to give a shout out to Jaron and to the paper for doing that. But that you know, is all the again, good. We just get a lot more support than anybody realizes. Exactly. Well, that's all the celebration we have for this week. We will be back next week. Enjoy your weekend.